Welcome to Wishful Drinking, candid conversations about life, community, and sometimes coffee. I'm your host, Lauren Rowe, and on behalf of the Foundry Coffee House, we're glad you're here. So pour yourself a drink. Let's get started. Hey, welcome to Wishful Drinking. My name is Lauren Rowe. I'm your host. We're here at the Foundry Coffee House in downtown Tyler, Texas. And today, we've got my good friend, Justin West, on the show. Justin owns Brands and Threads. It is a primo business right over there. I'm not biased at all. Mm -mm. Um, No, not at all. Um, Not because we've been friends since high school. Um, Yeah, or that I 2004. Yeah, that's something. That is a long, long time. Yeah. We we found our yearbook from high school the other day, and... Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That is... That was fun. Those photos, dude. Yeah, my wife has never seen those pictures, so I'm going to need to... Really? Yeah. We're going to need to borrow that from Seth. And that one, like, 2005 yearbook. It's the only one I've ever bought. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I didn't I buy it because I, I was on yearbook. <laughs> like, I was the photo editor. I don't even have one from my senior year. So, <laughs> I, that's the only one I have. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, it, the whole thing was so biased <laughs> toward all of my friends. And even, like, all of us, like, editors... We just made sure to put all of our friends in it. That and is so fantastic. It's such a sweet, <laughs> so funny looking through it. Oh, man. Well, tell me a little bit about yourself, obviously. Or tell them a little bit about yourself. So we went to high school together in Longview. Yes. Pine Tree High School. Pine Tree. Pirates. And then talk to me about college. Okay. What, what, what did that look like? I mean, yeah. So after Pine Tree, I didn't really have much of a vision. You mm-hmm. know, I ended up going to Kilgore College. And I'd always, like, done art. I've always, like, been an artist, you know, since I was, like, four or five, drawing little Mm -hmm. Tasmanian devils and Bugs Bunny and Ninja Turtles, always Ninja Turtles. Um, A little Donatello, you know? Never Donatello. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Always Michelangelo. Of course. Because he's the party dude. No doubt. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, and, like, nunchucks are... They're the coolest combat weapon Obviously, of any ninja. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, throwing stars are pretty sweet, but... No, no, it's nunchucks. Nunchucks, yeah. for sure. But, uh, but yeah, so, like, I just, I've always loved art. Okay. And nothing else career-wise really interested me, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I decided to uh, kind of lean into graphic design. Um, I didn't give much... I didn't give much, like, professional consideration to graphic design until my senior year of high school. Okay. Um, Because for some reason, like, I ended up, oddly enough, like, just making a bunch of shirt designs for the different clubs. Like, Z Club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about Z Club. um, I did one for National Art Honor Society, like... I just would just draw little t-shirt designs, and they'd end up on shirts. Nice. And... At that time, the trend was like the neon, like safety green, highlighter Ooh, yellow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I knew that I enjoyed designing shirts. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I loved music, too. And so the thought of designing a CD cover oh. was just like, oh, my gosh, could you imagine? <laughs> um, so I decided to go to Kilgore cool. and get into their graphic design program. And so... It was a ton of fun. Like, it was a great group. Um, a lot of the programs that I use now uh, weren't really much of a thing then. So I'm always having to learn new things. 
But after I graduated there, I ended up going over to Louisiana Tech. All right. To uh, pursue my bachelor's in graphic design. And, <laughs> well, I chased a girl to Louisiana Tech. Ah, yes. Yes. And dropped out after we broke up, which was like after a month of moving there. Mm. Yeah. That's a common sentiment. I've known a number of people who have done that. Something yeah. about girls. I don't know. We I don't followed know. them to college. And, they they yeah. probably just made me do the dumbest things. Yeah. Um, but, mm. but, yeah, so I uh, ended up dropping out, and I really liked Rustin. Like, I'd already made a lot of friends, and I didn't have a desire to move back to Longview. Mm-hmm. So I got a design job at a sign company called Rapid Signs. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and I worked there for about two years with another designer who was, I mean, guy's an incredible artist, Ryan Lord. Okay. Um, he's a designer out of Phoenix, Arizona now. Awesome. But So you got to learn a lot under him. and Yeah, he was just like, he was so great. Like, he taught me so much. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I really, he helped me hone in a lot of chops. All right. To say, you know, um. I gotcha. Yeah. And I imagine it was just a, a very wide spread of projects coming in. It wasn't like just designing a bunch of t shirts, right? It was zero t shirts. Zero, yeah. It okay. was all signs. <laughs> okay. And like the thing that I struggled with the most was I wanted every sign to be like really cool. Obviously. And I mean, we're in, you know, north central Louisiana. And that was just not the needs of any of my clients, but I was so young and excited mm-hmm. that like, oh my gosh, I have this four foot by eight foot space to design something and it's going to be on the side of the road. Oh, yeah. like, I want to make it as cool as possible. Obviously. Yeah. So just a bunch of over-designed work that would get declined by the client and then they were like, no, nah, just make it yellow and ma- and then make the text red. And bigger. And oh yeah, my logo is way too small. Yeah. It's got to be bigger. <laughs> my cousin did that. Yeah, I, I, my, my my cousin made that to the logo. I needed mm-hmm. to be bigger. Oh my goodness! You know? uh, my niece. Yeah, she's an artist. Yeah, she I made my it. logo. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. So you come back to so at this point, I'm living in Longview uh-huh. with basically by myself because my roommate largely moved out. And yeah. I'm like Justin, move back, come live with me. Yeah, and then you did. I did. So you know, my time in Ruston was kind mm-hmm. of starting to feel stagnant. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really not having, I was not having a good time at rapid signs. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just because like, I just wasn't the right fit. It was a great company and like, they're still around mm-hmm. and my boss, um, he's awesome. He's a great guy. Um, but yeah, it was just starting to feel stagnant and I was starting to think like, what's next, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was probably like 22, 23. Um, and so I'd been talking to an ad agency in Longview about coming over to work and I'd driven over for a few interviews and it was like looking like it was going to happen. So I ended up moving back over here. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel weird not mentioning that like when I was in Ruston, I met my now wife of 11 years. (laughs) That's not a Big deal it's not at all. a big deal at all. <laughs> yes. So um, we've been married for 11 years. Yes. Um, we started dating in the latter half of my time in Ruston mm-hmm. um, and then spent 
she was going to Louisiana Tech. We spent most of our relationship and engagement long distance. Mm-hmm. And, you know. How we, did you find long distance? Did that help? Like, as far as communication, like, how did, how did that impact your relationship with her? My goodness. I mean, like. A little bit of a rabbit trail, but I want to go down it. Okay, yeah, yeah. we can go down that trail. Um, so, yeah, like, we developed just a really intimate, deep connection, like, mm-hmm. being so far apart, you know, like, I'm just trying to think of, like, any sort of examples, but, uh, but you know, like, we were just constantly on the phone, constantly texting, and, mm-hmm. I mean, we still kind of are, I mean, we're still doing that now, <laughs> you know. Like, Nothing's we, changed. We text the all the time. There, yeah. yeah, obviously, because, like, I'm quite fond of the lady. Oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> but... Yeah, you know, what I think really, like, helped us, like, develop such a strong relationship was just the fact, oh, no, you ever start a sentence, and then, like, you're not quite sure where you're going to go with it? Literally all the time. And then you pray, like, you find it, but then you don't, and you're just like, ah, oh, no, I got to reset, cut, yeah, that, gotcha. cut that, cut that, cut that, cut that. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Like, honestly, I'm trying to think of like all these profound answers for you for why long distance helped. It just did. You know, we, we just had a lot of fun, like traveling to visit each other. Mm -hmm. Um, and we just stayed in constant communication and it just made us long for each other. Yeah. You know, like we just, we knew how real it was. When every time one of us would have to drive back, oh. there would be like 15 minutes of tears. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And then, and I'm sure. And then you, the lonely drive home. And you I just know. cry <laughs> the whole time listening to Dashboard Confessional. And <laughs> Because it's 2009 and that's what you do. Because it's 2009 <laughs> and like what else is there to do? And so, oh, yeah, you. I'm just like driving home, screaming mm. infidelities. And, oh, man. Yeah. And uh, smoking a black and mild. Oh, so. wood tip wine. I think they had just come out they like did. around that time. And so I'd have a pack I was living of, the same life, so I know. Pack of black and milds. You know, I wasn't I was not a coffee drinker at the time, so it was probably just like a it was it was a McDonald's Coke. Oh, I absolutely. Mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. One dollar large, yeah. Oh, what <laughs> so. a time. What a time of life. Oh man. But yeah. So yeah, it was just that fondness of just like mm. We could not stand to be apart. And so when, you know, it was like she finally moved over here when we got married, mm. you know, it was off to the races. And here we are 11 years later and living in Tyler. I still <laughs> miss the girl. Like every time she's know. at work, I'm like, man, I wish Amber was here. Right. Like right now, it'd be cool. I wish yeah. Amber was here. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe next time we record one of these, our wives will just be sitting behind the camera and we, we just wave to them and they can encourage us silently. We would approach this with so much more confidence if both of our wives <laughs> were behind the camera. This is very true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's get back. So you moved back to Longview. Yes. Um, obviously, we live together. We don't have to go into that. Um, but you mm-hmm. went back to school. Mm-hmm. Tell me I about did. that. So that ad agency I was telling you about, I moved over here mm-hmm. and to Longview and like, you know, we had met one last time and they were like, cool. Yeah, let's do this. And then it was, I think that was 2008. Mm-hmm. And then the economy tanked and they lost like five of their biggest clients. And so the job mm-hmm. fell through. Um, and so I kind of waffled around for a while, just doing freelance jobs, like mm-hmm. not really knowing what I was going to do. Um, yeah. So then I ended up moving into a apartment with you. And 
what a time of life that was. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast series. Yes. Uh, yeah. The roommates of Justin and Lauren. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, funny enough, we had our T-shirt wall. Yep. Because we just had a bunch of shirts that we didn't wear. We just wanted to look at. So we had a hallway, and it was just covered in just cool T-shirts. Yep. Um, but, yeah, so I was just kind of waffling. I wasn't really enjoying freelancing. Um, but one thing I started realizing was like, you know, in that time of life, we had so many people either like coming back from college or like moving back to Longview. There was just that, Mm -hmm. that period where so many people were moving back and we knew them in high school and we knew them in youth group and stuff and they'd come back and we all found that we had developed like different views of God. Oh yeah. You know, like our faith lives have all, had all like just diverged on into different paths. And one thing that I knew that I loved was like talking to my friends about God. Mm -hmm. And I found myself way more passionate about that than any freelance project I had. And like, we just, we would spend, like we would stay up till like four five but sometimes all night oh yeah like we're just sitting in the living room with you know whoever was in town at the time right and just listening and hearing um each other's thoughts and each other's views and beliefs and and like refining and sharpening each other and it's just such a sweet time of developing our faiths like together Mm -hmm. um so yeah i knew that i was just like man i love I love this. Yeah. And so I decided to go back to school. Um, This is school number three because I dropped out of Louisiana Tech. Um, So I got into Letourneau University where I began pursuing my degree in Christian ministry with the focus on worship arts and youth Mm -hmm. ministry. Excellent. Yeah. Man, so... I mean, there's so much that I want to ask. So after, go so it. you go to school. How does that? I'm trying to think of the best way to ask this. This is all get cut. Don't worry. Okay. Um, <laughs> how did that continue to inform inform your theology? Inform your view of the workplace? Did that did that change things? Did it deepen deepen your faith? Did it? Y- yes, <laughs> yes. Because um, I know the the rigidness of school and Bible college, like assigning, you know, a, like almost a merit based grade to kind of your faith is a weird balance. It was so and bizarre. So, it it truly was. You know, like we're sitting in class, like discussing theology, and and I even remember some, one of my professors saying something along the lines of like. You know, uh, theology that doesn't lead to action is no theology at all. Mm-hmm. No, no, just like a very, a very legalistic point of view. <laughs> but it applying that to the very classes I was in, it felt so weird just sitting in class, learning, you know, like just diving in. Like I took two years of Greek. And, you know, like these really intensive classes on like the book of Mark or um, like New Testaments or like uh, minor prophets, like all these Mm -hmm. really intense like Bible classes. And 
make like basically having to find the line of like okay i really want to learn this i don't also really want to pass the class right <laughs> so i had to find like a way to come to the conclusions that that i would because like i found myself more often than not coming just just having very different beliefs than most of the people in class Alterna was an interesting place, uh, <laughs> as far as beliefs go. <laughs> um, yes. I felt like I'm... Because there were all these engineers and all these people who did not want to take Bible classes being forced into the Bible classes, and we would have to engage in these conversations. And I always felt like we as the Christian ministries people were kind of like these liberal outcasts on campus. Like, how were we the crazies? Like, if that makes <laughs> sense. Like... Our whole, all we're doing is studying the scripture mm-hmm. under the counsel of very educated people. And yeah. we're the ones who are off base in the eyes of so many on campus. It was such an interesting. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think when I was at Laterno, I think I might've had three tattoos. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was so edgy. Oh my gosh. Whoa. <laughs> this guy. Did you see that guy with tattoos? Unbelievable. It's like, I mean, it's whatever, you know, it doesn't matter. I, Does it? <laughs> yeah, like, uh, I just remember, yeah, just not agreeing and not saying that, like, my point of view is right, but just the fact that, like, I, I don't feel like I fit in here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, having to then, like, because, like, at the end of all of our classes, we typically would have to write, like, a 20-page paper. Oh, yeah. Um, and where you just vomit all of the things that you've learned and all the things that you think. And there were certain professors where you had to vomit what they wanted to hear. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, like it got really, really hard and brought about some cynicism of like having to spend hours writing this paper of something that I just did not believe at all Mm -hmm. just to convince somebody that like I've learned what they wanted me to learn and not like, Oh, you know, not approaching it from maybe more of like critical thinking or like discovery or just like ideas, you know, Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. maybe we could just sit around and share ideas. And, but you know, with a lot of the classes, it was so much of, no, I need you to regurgitate what I said. Yeah. Read this book. Tell me exactly what it says. Yes. Yeah. I learned that I, I got pretty good at reading the book, writing the paper, getting a good, pretty good grade on the paper. And then later I'd go back and reread the book and be like, this is actually a really great book. Like, oh, there's yeah. a lot here for us. Mm-hmm. Like, why am I wasting it right now? You know, like, <laughs> honestly, it was because I was at least partially um, procrastinator. Mm-hmm. So I'd wait till like the mm-hmm. night before, mm-hmm. two days before. Mm-hmm. And I knew how to do it well enough, but I didn't actually digest it until later on. You see... The beauty of procrastination. Mm. It's always in it's always a pejorative term. Like it's always such a negative thing, which yeah, yeah like maybe I should have played a little less Skyrim and like worked on my paper more. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of procrastination is you have no time to overthink anything. Oh man. And I'm the chief of overthinkers. Same, same. <laughs> you know, like you just you have to you have to get it down on paper yeah and so you don't have time to like type out a sentence and be like oh should i say that or like you know Mm. that's that's what i love like yeah there's a lot of negatives to procrastinating 
but there's also some positives. Oh, absolutely. You don't have to overthink it. And yeah, I like you know, this. I like this perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I've not thought of this one before. <laughs> so yeah, maybe healthy procrastination. Mm. Enough time to you know, maybe like run a spell check on your paper. Well, sure. Or, yeah, yeah. Some formatting. And, of course. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Make sure you don't say anything heretical. You know that kind of thing. You just, so, your basic stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so. You know, all my papers I turned in in Comic Sans. Mm, perfect. Mm, this is good. Yeah. I did not do that. <laughs> I would never do that. Papyrus. It's a Christian oh, paper, Justin. <laughs> I look. Okay, yeah, papyrus. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I I can't even for, pretend that sometimes Comic Sans kind of goes hard. You know, it's got some spots. I you know? <laughs> I've snuck it into some things before. Good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> it just it kind of developed like this. It brought out this more cynical side of me because mm-hmm. um, I just came in like so excited and some of the classes, some of the professors loved mm-hmm. and I made some like lifelong friendships there. Absolutely. But there were also so many times where I would have to write a paper and just be like, I don't believe any of this, but if I really typed what I believed, I would fail the class. Yeah. And and so that became that that definitely blended into my faith of just like becoming very cynical. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, like deepening my belief in God, and you know, because you know, I don't think I ever had a time of just like I don't believe any of this. It's just I didn't believe the structure mm-hmm. of of where I was, like the system was not healthy for like actually developing the theology. I gotcha. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Really? Oh, good. <laughs> to me at least. Cause good. I That's went through good. kind of a similar experience mm-hmm. and I'm not, I didn't, I don't think I was quite as aware of it at the time as, as I was after, um, mm-hmm. you know, kind of looking back on, on my time of, of that structure and of that. Cause I don't, I thrive in structure, but not like an academic structure, oh, if yeah. that makes sense. And so, yeah, feeling those burdens and the, yeah, that legalism and, which I mean, it was probably great for a lot of people. Maybe people needed it. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't the environment that I thrived, I think, in the best. Same. But still learned a ton. Um, I'm still glad for the time I was there. Mm. I think if it wasn't for my engagement uh, to Betsy, who is my wife of 11 years, um, I probably would have dropped out. I'd say there's a pretty good chance, mm-hmm. but she wouldn't let me. She was like, no, you're a year away. You're a semester away. You've got to finish. And I'm like, but I'm doing youth ministry already. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to finish that. You know, like this is a lot of work and I, I'd rather just do what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, but I think looking back, it was probably wise. Mm-hmm. Something about our wives. Uh, Definitely. That. And, and she encouraged me. And like one of my, goals was like I just I wanted to finish I wanted to like I dropped out of Louisiana Tech mm-hmm. like I wanted to see it through yeah and it was not always pleasant but I'm really proud of the fact that I didn't drop out mm-hmm. even though I really really wanted to yeah and it would have been a lot cheaper to drop out yeah. but really proud of the fact that like I stuck with it for the four years that I was there mm-hmm. and finished yes finished yes That's and awesome. so that was a, something that i just had to prove to myself and develop mm-hmm. you know because like that's not a natural tendency that was not a natural tendency of mine 
the finishing part, yeah. like the seeing something through. Um, so that is something that really helped me develop that character trait mm-hmm. that had I not done that, there's just no way that I would have the fortitude to own a business. Yeah. You know? Well, let's jump to that. That's okay. I'm excited about this. Cool. So tell me, so tell us what, obviously you, you own brands and threads. Yes. Tell us a little bit about the business. Okay. Yes. About what you got going on. Brands and threads apparel company. Yes. We, uh, what we got going on, you know, um, printed both the shirts we're wearing today. Conveniently. That is correct. (laughs) Oh, and Ryan's. Oh, and Ryan's. Nice. Cam. I would love one. Yes. Sure. Absolutely. I've done a much better job. I know. We haven't even used the swear jar once. Yes, I did bring a swear jar (laughs) because when I do get excitable or passionate about something, I develop a case of sailor's mouth. Well, there you go. Um, So I have this here and should the instance occur. Perfect. It'll be a a dollar in the tip jar for your baristas. (laughs) So if at any point we just cut back in and there's dollars (laughs) in there, you'll know why. Yes. We're re-recording the sentence. Yes. So so tell me a little bit about Brands and Threads, apparel company. What are you doing? Okay. Yeah. What you got going on? Brands and Threads. You know, um, it's sort of two different passions of mine that I can just never decide on which direction to go because I love logos i love developing brands i love just little things like giving somebody a pantone color palette so that they know exactly what their colors are going to be moving forward Mm -hmm. like i love fonts i love um seeing logos you know like well designed and not saying that everything i do is like well designed (laughs) but that's my goal that's my intention is you know to create unique brands that people are proud of and like they can put it on a hat and put that hat on in the morning and just be like yeah yeah this is us you know yeah um i love it i love it so much and what is it about like walking people through that process that energizes you honestly it's it goes back to like what i was saying earlier about like you know when i was freelancing when i was younger not really enjoying it that much Mm -hmm. um but I loved this other aspect of just these deep conversations with people. Yeah. And so when it comes to branding, you can't craft a brand for somebody if you don't know what they're about and who they are. Yeah. And so like, I just, what I love about this model is that like when we sit down to meet in my office, like initial conversation, we get deep Mm -hmm. like every time. You know, like, because I want to truly, like, know the people that I'm working for and know, like, what makes them tick. I want to hear their passion for the business so that I can develop something that reflects them properly. Um, And so, yeah, I'm always asking, like, Mm -hmm. I think I was in a meeting with somebody. I'm working on another brand for someone right now. And in the conversation it just got into like our relationships with our parents like it just it just gets so down and deep and in there Um, so personal yeah because someone's brand is personal to them you know like it's their baby and like you have to connect with the person Mm -hmm. before you can develop a brand that they can connect with as well oh yeah um and so like that's that's something that i just 
I'm really passionate about. Like I just find so much joy in that initial meeting of just sitting down, getting to know them. And, and the thing is, it's like, I don't consider myself creative. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily consider myself an artist. Mm -hmm. Um, I, think that I'm more of a, a problem solver. Ooh, okay. Um, you know, cause like I, I look around, like, I think you're going to be interviewing Micah Lewis. I am. Yeah. Uh, She'll be the next episode. My gosh. What an artist. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> and so like, I don't, I can't put myself in that category, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but like, what was I saying? I was saying, come on, Justin, you got <laughs> this. You are so close. Here it comes. Yes, I don't consider myself a creative mm-hmm. um, because 99.36% mm. of the time, um, any ideas that I have about someone's brand is mm-hmm. something that they said. Okay. Like, because, like, that's my job and yeah. is to sit there and ask a question and then listen. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'll say something like, you know, my mom had this, uh, like, this isn't me. This is just like an idea, you know, where, uh, I'm meeting with somebody and they're just like, yeah, my mom had this old, like camera strap that had like the coolest pattern on it. Mm-hmm. Boom. Okay. All right. There's something there. Like there's something that really means something to this client and the idea is there. Yeah. And so. Yeah, so my job is just listening because most of the time they tell me exactly what they want out of it without even realizing yeah, they have it. No idea. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because a lot of times I'll be in a meeting with a client about a brand and they'll get to this point, which is actually kind of how I'm feeling right now, where they're like, I feel like I'm talking a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, you are because like my job right now is to listen. Mm-hmm. And so. I just love, I love it so much is developing that connection with somebody and then hearing their ideas and then getting an illustrator and starting to interpreting and get all the shape building and then, you know, it's just so fun. It's so fun. And then, you know, it's such a gratifying thing when I send over the presentation Mm. because you've seen them. I work real hard on those presentations. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and then they come back and they're just like, oh my gosh. You nailed it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's because you told me exactly what you wanted. Yeah. And you were honest with yourself. You were honest with me. And mm-hmm. here's where we got. Yeah. You so know? that connection is just yeah. tremendous. Cool. That's such a fun process to get to watch from the outside looking in because I'm not a designer. Mm-hmm. But getting to watch you kind of, yeah, unpack those things with the client and um, helping them to unlock why they're excited about something. Because I think a lot of times when we come into a conversation with a designer, it's like, well, I need a logo and it's, it's all, it's so much more surface level and like we don't realize how personal it is to us at the time. You mm-hmm. know, we don't realize really what we're asking for. We're like, well, I'm starting a business. I need a logo and I need, you know, some t-shirts Yeah, and yes, those are true, but there's so much more to it or there should be so much more to it. I think so much more because so. they have to look at it every day oh man yeah and like it has to reflect who they are and it has to reflect their values and their business and Mm -hmm. because sometimes it's not like you can say everything with a logo 
but you can create something that they can apply deeper and deeper meaning to Certainly. as their business moves forward. And it's so much, it's so clear often, I think, when you walk into a business and the, the design and the, what they've got going on, it feels very disjointed from what they're doing or who they are when you mm-hmm. meet them. Mm-hmm. And so I think investing that time and really putting that thought in and that care in that you do yeah. um, goes a long way for the customer. So. I hope so. Yeah, that's my goal. At least. I hope so. That's my goal. Yeah, it yes. Seems like it does. I, so, yeah. Well, excellent. So, so with brands and th- or with what you got going on, so you're doing brands. Yes. You're doing threads and threads. Yeah. We didn't get to the other half. Of well, the t-shirts are just cool, man. Right? Like, goodness, I just love t-shirts so much. <laughs> um, I, I wear them all the time, man. And, and uh, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> um, yeah, I've just always loved like graphic tees you know Mm -hmm. um especially like band t-shirts you know there's just nothing quite like wearing your favorite band on a shirt of course um but yeah i just love t-shirts i always have it's the one thing in my house that i can't get rid of Mm -hmm. and it's always been the case like i could go through my place and just toss out like i don't have much of like an emotional attachment to many things, mm-hmm. but t-shirts I've got just trash bags <laughs> oh, yeah. filled with t-shirts that either are too ratty or like, I just don't wear anymore, but I'm certainly not going to get rid of them. Of course. They kind of becomes like a, like a photo album of sorts that you just want to pull out the trash bag of t-shirts sometimes look <laughs> through and be like, Oh yes. Absolutely. Yeah. There's just something, about t-shirts that I've always had an attachment to. Man, yeah, I feel the same way. I still have my very first ridiculously good branding and thread company shirt. Oh, that that very flag. first shirt we printed. And so I can't get good. rid of it. It doesn't even fit me, but I can't, <laughs> I can't keep I can't get rid of it, you know. Is that the uh, <laughs> the gray American Apparel Triblin? Oh, you better believe it. Oh, no, yeah. yeah. Classic. I'm surprised that we cured it well enough to still be right. on your shirt. Right, let I me mean, tell you, it's point, super faded. That was like, <laughs> we moved that equipment into your shop and printed that one shirt that night yep we had no idea what we were doing (laughs) we had no idea so a little bit of history here yeah just we started this business and uh, screen printing we signed on our first client before we even knew how to screen print really and we bought our equipment off craigslist yes we went to a class at printed threads in fort worth huge shout out because they were very instrumental in what we do oh yeah did and then we came back and we printed. Yes. Sort of. Till like I mean, 4 a.m. Oh, my gosh. And it was terrible. It was terrible. I'm shivering. <laughs> Ooh, it's chilly over here. Right. Um, yes. So <laughs> we did. We started an amazing trend of overcommitting. Mm. Um, but, yes, we uh, <laughs> did. We that's right. We bought the equipment. Mm hmm. We took a Honda Fit and a Ford Fiesta over to Dallas. Yep. Bought an entire print shop. Somehow (laughs) managed to pack an entire print shop into both of these economy cars. I mean, like... And our wives. Yeah. There's no reason this should have worked. (laughs) I I don't even know how. Like, we did it, but I couldn't tell you how we did it. Right. Um... And so we got back, we set everything up, and then, like, the next weekend, we went to this print class, and then 
the due date for this first batch of shirts, which was like it was like eighty shirts or something. Yeah, something like that. It was the due date was like the Monday after this class, and so we, which was a Friday Saturday. We got back on a Saturday, and we're like, you know, we just learned enough to be dangerous, oh, man. and decided, all right, yeah, let's print these real quick. Yeah, a real complicated three color job. Oh my yeah. goodness! Because we're experts now. Oh yeah, <laughs> experts and found out we just we didn't even have the inks that we needed so we had to had to make do with some like really old ink that we bought off of this guy when we bought all our equipment Mm -hmm. and we just thought we were going to set it up and print it perfectly the first time like an hour and then it didn't happen (laughs) and we were like oh no oh that's right and you know what that printer we bought Mm -hmm. like the actual like oh, inkjet man. printer to print our transparencies didn't work. Right. And so we <laughs> drove around. Like I ended up like, going up to Kilgore College and using theirs to print the transparencies just to right. make the screens. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, man, I forgot about that portion. Yeah. Dude, every step of that process was an existential crisis. <laughs> I think it was very formative for us as business owners um, and just as friends and people because it really tried every element of what we had decided we resolved to do this and every aspect of what we had said we were going to do went wrong the very first time yes and so we really had to decide in that moment were we going to do this or were we not going to do this yes and so when we finally got it to the press (laughs) we thought it was going to take an hour to print so we got started at like 7 or 8 p.m right and ended up printing until four in the morning. Yeah. And shout out to, shout out to Betsy, you know, mm. she, cause we were at your she house, but two in the morning and talked us off the cliff. We were, and was just, <laughs> our, she just came in and was our cheerleader, man. She was like, what's going on guys. And we were full spiral at this point. Oh my gosh. Full <laughs> spiral. And man, we printed that last one at like, yeah, four in the morning, mm-hmm. got cleaned up. Yeah, <laughs> the rest of the night was a blur. I do remember. Oh, yeah, I don't remember any of that. Like going inside, I'm pretty sure we showered immediately. Oh, maybe. Um, <laughs> I know I did. I just had to wash all that existential dread off of me. That's fair. Yeah. But I also remember because we were just standing there for so long on concrete oh. with no mats under our feet, no air conditioning. My legs looked like two giant hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> So swollen. It was so so brutal. Oh my goodness. Mm. But yeah, man, we did it. Yeah. We got that done, man. And the, the nervousness, but also the satisfaction of delivering that box of shirts the next day. Yeah. Like we did it. I really hope they like these. And they did. They did. They They were so sweet. They were so sweet about it. Yes. And yeah, man, we made sure to get it done and we made it work. Sure enough. Shirt enough. <laughs> All right. So so th- those are the origins. Mm-hmm. What's next for Brands and Threads? Where are you going? What do you see in the next, mm. I don't know, year or two? What do you got going on? Well, I mean, like the newest like exciting thing for us is that we've just expanded our shop. Yes. Um, we took over the space next to us. Um, and we knocked down a wall. I have we have an amazing mural by Tyler Shelton up on Ooh. up there now? It's so cool. Better believe it. Um, so we have more room to grow. Like we're we were stuck in this like 
thousand square foot shop and some days there'd be four of us in there working on top of each other right. boxes everywhere tables everywhere there was nothing there was a retail store a production facility any space and- it was so much so we added about about a thousand more square feet so we have some more storage i have an office for the first time Ooh. In with windows brands and threads history like i've just always worked in little corners or here <laughs> you're or a proper executive yeah. now yeah it, it feels really cool to have a creative space mm. amber had to talk me into taking it you know yeah. like the the office like the space we jumped on but the <laughs> office specifically i was like do i deserve this i don't you know need it. i don't know <laughs> but yeah i do need it um it's a great creative spot for me Good. um so yeah so like right now we just expanded, and um, we've been really working on just our process, like the process of how we see orders through, like, coming in the door, coming through email to delivery. Mm-hmm. And, like, how can we make that more efficient, you know, while still maintaining quality? Yeah. Um, so that's been, like, our goal for this first quarter is just upping communication refining that process um, so that we can grow and move forward. You know, I bought an automatic press. Um, the big leagues. Late last year. It's wild. It sure is. Um, I learned more about air compressors than I thought that I would. Nice, nice, Didn't nice. expect that, but, mm-hmm. you know, um, with the automatic press, I developed a new love for owner's manuals. Mm. Yeah. Good. Like... I'm one to assemble first and look at same. the manual if there's a problem. Same, same. But uh, this felt just a little bit too um, expensive to do that. Fair, fair, so fair. Yeah, yeah. I read through the manual and I was like, wow, there's so much information about this product <laughs> in here. And so then like, I got in my truck and pulled out that owner's manual and I was like, oh, that's what kind of taillight I need to buy. Okay, this is brilliant. Someone has done all the hard work for you. you yeah. Just, it's right there for you to look at. I don't have to just yeah. go to like AutoZone and then buy like four different types of bulbs and, and then return three of them when I find mm. the right one. It's like the information is right there. Man, what a novel Genius. idea. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so to increase production and to like stay on top of demand, yeah. you know, we have added the automatic press. So we're working on a manual press. We're working on the automatic and just really cranking them out right now. Man. Um, you know, goals for, probably like later on this year is once that process is where we like it um is getting a chance to put more focus on our retail side of things Mm -hmm. um i have one million t-shirt idea files yes um and just right now haven't had the time to really invest in it Mm -hmm. um because like we love having a shop of just like cool East Texas and Tyler Texas specific gear. Mm-hmm. Um, we just love the excitement of people that are either visiting or just moving here or didn't even know we existed. They just stumbled by the shop and they just, you know, want to wear something that represents our area yeah. and that they're proud to like travel in. You know, we see it all the time. Like someone walks in the foundry with like a Portland shirt or a Denver shirt. I want to create that same excitement for this area, you know, where people are traveling and they're just like, I need to, I need to grab this East Texas shirt. I legitimately believe 
that East Texas is some of the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful places to live. I feel like I've been to a number of places around the world in the country and I keep coming home. Like there's something about driving down highway 31 and oh, it's just the trees. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I was raised here. Maybe it, mm-hmm. there's like that home to it. They're probably, that's probably what it is, yeah. but it just feels right. I think it's so beautiful and having a way to represent mm-hmm. what I love. I, it gives me so much pride. There are these like really incredible moments, like on drives around this area. Mm-hmm. I think specifically like, driving toward like Lufkin or something, you know, in, in between, I think we'd go through Jacksonville, like in between here and Jacksonville, there's this spot where for a while it's just all trees and, and that's awesome. But then like you come like down this hill a little bit and the, the trees like open up and you just see like these rolling hills with just like a little bit of fog on the ground, like just all this beautiful land um, especially like in the morning where like that sun is just starting to pop up oh, yeah. and just hitting everything just right. Like there's those beautiful moments like all around this area. Like you mentioned yeah. 31. Um, yeah. Man. Yeah. It's, it's right here. It's, I don't know. It's all I'm right. So excited and it's about so, this place. it's so pretty, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like from an artistic perspective, yeah. it'd be cool to have mountains cause mountains are easy yeah. to draw and they're really cool on yeah. a shirt. Yeah. They translate but, a little better than rolling Hills, you know? Yeah. yeah. And oddly enough, like I'm really bad at drawing trees. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have all these books on like how to draw trees and I'm still like, hey, you know. what does the tree look like? <laughs> I don't know. Hey, you know. <laughs> I see them every day and I couldn't. Perfect. Well, where can people find brands and threads? Where can people find you? Where can they follow you? online yeah. in person so, whatever that needs um, to be instagram probably you know our most like updated sort of thing i guess i'm fairly good at social media I, mm-hmm. not really um better than i am so. i have like like two weeks where i'm really good at it and mm-hmm. then two weeks where i'm not <laughs> um but yeah so you can find us on instagram at brands and threads easy enough pretty easy yeah. um also facebook you know brands and threads um we're online uh brands and com. there's a theme here yeah, yeah. what i what i really like to do is like i, t- I take the name of the business mm. you see and yeah. then and then i i name my social media accounts the name of that business this is a novel idea well do you print it on shirts too sometimes Man. and 90 percent of the time i spell it right so <laughs> Not to brag. Very good. What about yeah. you personally? Me personally? Do you want people following you? Is that... Sure. Can people yeah. see what you do? You know, I, look, my personal Instagram, it gets weird sometimes. <laughs> you know, I need an outlet of just all the weird things that I create that mm. just don't really fit the brands and threads. Like, right now, I've been really into these, like, Van Gogh-style portraits yes. of just people in TV shows that I like. So I think my latest one is Frank from It's Always Sunny. Oh, yes. And he's just, it's... Kevin Malone. Real. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Malone. That's right. I did that one, too. Mm. Um, but, yeah. At West, comma, Justin. Comma spelled out. Perfect. Um, but, yeah. So I just, it's kind of a dump of different artistic, like, I guess, mediums that I want to play with. Sometimes yeah. it's design. Sometimes it's just weird butts perfect yeah i love it man hey cool justin thank you so much for being on this having this conversation uh, with me i know it's 
kind of weird sometimes sitting in front of a camera just talking to each other into microphones. Weird. I don't, but yeah, I didn't know how many times I was supposed to like. I you know we took a few glances here and there. I didn't really know either. It was really so. just I would say something and then I would have mm. a deep need for affirmation, so I'd look at Ryan. Oh, perfect. Yeah, and just be like, okay, okay, yeah. yes, <laughs> okay. Thanks, Ryan. Ryan's Thank our cameraman. So He's holding it down over here. Yes, killing it. Wonderful. Um, Thank you, man. Thanks for fun. having me on. Um, we'll do it again sometime. Really warmed my heart that you were just like, well, let's do a, or this first one, like, right? Let's just have a comfortable conversation. Yeah, I we're kicking the off the, the podcast. I mean, I want it to be a home run. So cool. You're the one I wanted. So well, I'm glad this worked out. I hope that I had something worthwhile to say. Hey, I think so. Cool. Thank you, guys. Thank we'll you. see you next time with Michael Lewis. Ooh, local tattooer, owner of Maiden Voyage. Mm-hmm.